Welcome back to the Water Boys podcast. I'm here with my co-host, Josh. I'm Nick. How are you today, Josh? Nicky Chu, how's it going, bud? We're quit, in the house of Chu today. Quit saying my full name. I love your full name. It's Nicky. Nicky Chu. No, it's Nicky. Go fix the name. Big butt Chu. <laughs> okay. What are we talking Should about? Should we today? delete that out of that? Or no, 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 we're good. Okay. What are we talking about today? Okay, Josh? so I mean, there's an assortment of things we could talk about, and then we'll just end it off on five games as usual. Well, give me, well, give me a list of what we're going <clears> to <throat> talk about. We're going to talk about. Well, I definitely wanted to have a talk on the Jazz. Jazz, okay. I wanted the Jazz. I wanted to talk about the Spurs, uh, a little bit on the Bucks, and then the five games. No Knicks. You want to talk about Knicks? We can do Knicks. I, I really actually. Really I just want to talk about the head coaching position of the Knicks. Basically, because the Knicks, yeah. you really don't have to talk about them. Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, okay, so what do you want? Actually, you know what? I want to start off with this. You know how we were talking about the midseason tournament? Yes. I was just I don't know spitballing here, but what if the crappy teams were to play for the first overall pick? So in instead of so instead of changing it for the best teams, we're just gonna make all the subpar teams play the tournament. Basically. I like that idea. I think it'd be smarter. I mean, you give you give uh fans in like with bad teams something to Cheer look about. forward to, right? Um I don't know, I just thought about that. It was like it's really pointless for the midseason tournament. I'm pretty sure nobody will it won't garner as much interest. But I mean, imagine all the bad teams in a knockout in an in a knockout style tournament, just one off, and whoever wins that gets the first overall. That wouldn't be a half bad idea. I think it would garner more interest than uh, actually having the midseason tournament. Well, know, you got to break me. down the logistics of it too, right? Yeah, but I don't know. Like at the end of the day, I just feel that all the good teams are gonna just rest their star players more than anything it's going to be even more load management <laughs> exactly in my head that's <laughs> what i think because i mean well, what's the whole point of trying to win a mid-season tournament i mean the whole goal here is to make it to the nba finals Th- that's true yeah right uh, you know what i'll agree with you on that i so, think the first overall pick is a better idea i like it, it's it, there's more on the line right first overall pick can can uh change your uh franchise's uh, you know, outlook for the future too. Oh okay, yeah. How about this? When, why don't we make it sweeter for everyone? Why don't all the subpar teams play that tournament? So they have to play 82 games, but everyone else gets a week off. Yeah. I could see that happening. Too. I mean, a week off if you're like, I don't know what the cutoff would be, but let's say you're like a top four seed. You get a rest week. Kind of like what NFL has. Yeah. I see what you mean. I think that'd be a sweeter proposition. I think everyone would take that. Yeah. Gives you more incentive if you're like one of those teams that are pushing for the top four to play, right? So you don't rest your players, then you can rest them in the week off. That's true. Then that, in the that's a good point. In the um subpar teams, they have something to play for too, because they want that first pick. Exactly. Right? You give everyone what they want. Now I was also thinking, I was like, how how would they do this? Because uh, would you want like a team in ninth or tenth to play in this tournament also when they're probably like a game back of eighth? Why don't we give them tiebreakers too? Oh, okay. We I can see. do like one game playoffs and be like, hey, if you win, 
you get a chance to play for a week off. If you lose, well, you get a chance to play for number one seed. Interesting. So OKC would fall in that. Interesting. I like that. I don't know. It's just just a proposition, uh, just to start off with. Uh, you I to- wish I wish I could email into work and be like, "Hey, I'm taking load management day off." <laughs> These guys are getting paid a lot. Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I wish I could do that. You got to look at it both ways, though, right? On one point, if you look at it from the player's uh, perspective, you want your career to be extended. You don't want to be injured all the time. You actually want to play. And when is the most important time a, a player is needed? Playoffs. Boom. So you I, can see it from their point of view. Yeah, I totally get it because you're traveling every every two to three days. You have to play a game and you spend like, let's say you spend the whole day prepping for that game. Or let's say you spend three days prepping for the game and you have a back-to-back. So you're spending all of your time and energy at the arena, hotel, or, or wherever they might be. And you got a chance of injury because, let's say, you don't even get to sleep on these planes, right? Yeah, that's true. Oh, I mean, everyone's different, right? Some people do, some people don't. Uh, But, like, that's a player view. And then you got the media and the fans. You always want to see the best players play the games in the season, right? Play Like, the fans, they go to the game to watch. They spend their hard-earned money. Uh, media they want ha- they want to have something to talk about right i mean also sometimes the games even without the stars they end up being pretty close too so it's not bad basketball either you're just missing the star yeah pretty much but uh you know it, both sides have legit reasons for for uh what do you call it either hating it or loving it you can't you know what the more the more you compromise the more you're not going to make everyone happy history has shown that especially Canada should know this. And one of our prime ministers was called the compromiser. (laughs) I forgot his name. I think he's uh, the dad of one of our current prime ministers right now. (laughs) I believe. Uh, uh, Pierre Trudeau. uh, I won't get into that, but, but yeah, dude, I I don't know. That's that's, that was my thought on this. Uh, You want to switch it up to the jazz? Speaking of the subpar teams, the Utah Jazz, what are they sitting at right now? 12 and 8? Yeah, 12 and 8. Uh, they had a really bad road trip. Terrible road trip, unfortunately, for them. Then they come home and they get shellacked by the Lakers. 12 and 10. 12 and 10. 12 and 10. So we had we pegged this team as the top four seed in the West, right? Yes. And every season, we say they have a slow start because they always get the brutal schedules. So is that what you think this is the result of? I'm just laying out the story here. So they add Mike Conley and Bog to the team, right? And mostly they're keeping their team intact. The problem I see with this Jazz team is their defense. The games I've seen them, they're not communicating on switches at all. And Rudy Gobert is getting left out to dry out there. And the only offensive punch they have right now is um, Mitchell and Bogdanovich. Jingles has disappeared. Gobert is Gobert. And the rest of the team is not that great. Yeah. What do you think they need to improve on? Well, it's it's a mix of both sides. Think about it. Before the road trip, they had the best defensive rating in the league. After the road trip, 
they finished they they ended up at 10th 10th in the league so defense they definitely have to work on i mean it was crazy at halftime against raptors they were already down 40 points that's that's insane that's brutal right uh during the span they they were allowing 115 points per game that's not like them they they usually don't do that um what what else is there during during the six game span if you were to do the same thing for all the teams and just made it through these six last six games the jazz would rank 28th in the league in offensive rating and they would rank 24th in the league in defensive rating so on top of that you got problems like mike conley not not playing the way he usually does and joe Ingles too they both need to improve their shooting uh for example, Ingles, his percentage He's from dropped. from the field, it it was at forty four point eight last season. This year, thirty five point eight. He has three, a nine point differential drop. Drop. Yeah, not only for that, but for three point shooting too. Jesus. His his uh, what do you call it? He was at thirty nine point one percent last season. This year, thirty point nine percent for the field from from three from, from the three, three right now. Yeah. Oh my lord. So it's it's a huge drop off and there's no way you can regress that much in one season though yeah i know i mean does does him starting off in the bench does that make a difference does that make it that much of a difference i mean i think he lost his confidence maybe and then uh you want to hear what mike conley averaged through these last six games oh boy i'm ready 9.2 points per game on 32.1 shooting from the field is three point shooting. Wasn't 44. It was not bad. It was at 44%. And his net rating was at a negative 11 over the last six games. I don't get it. How can it be that bad? I mean, you also got to give them the fact that they played really tough teams. I mean, you had, you had Milwaukee in there, you had Philadelphia in there, you had Toronto, uh, they had a close game against the Grizzlies, but fortunately, for, I mean, they were fortunate to win that game too. So it was a really tough road trip for them. But I mean, uh, it's a tough road trip, but how can we give that excuse every time, right? They are. They should be one of the top teams with all the additions they did. They should be, no matter what. They should be playing like it too. And they have some good role players in that team too. Oh yeah, definitely. Right? Uh, I don't know. Do you... Th- do you think it's just a typical bad start for the Jazz and they'll start improving uh, once they hit the latter half of their uh, schedule? I think it's half and half. I think it's a tough schedule and their players are not gelling yet. Yeah, that's true. It's still, you still got to add two more people to the lineup too, right? That's true. But I mean, they're in a dire predicament over there. Yeah. And the West is always competitive. Exactly. So, uh, if anything, could you imagine if this doesn't work out? Oh, you gotta, you gotta bite the bullet on his contract or Conley's contract. You have Gobert's contract, then you have Mitchell's extension coming up. Yeah. Then you got Bogdanovich contract and Jingles. Yeah. So. I mean, you give up who you give up in the off season. Your glue guys, Favors, Rubio, who else? Tabos, Evolosha. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> he doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how this team uh, progresses after. I think they have a fairly easy schedule after. I, I can't remember. They who. still travel the most miles out of everyone. That's true. 
Well, we'll see. Uh, I, I had these guys as the top four team, but they're definitely not playing like it right now. No, something's wrong with them. Speaking of a team that's playing like a top four team. <laughs> I don't know if they're playing like a top four team. Who do you think I'm thinking of? Uh, Spurs? Or who? Okay, we'll talk about the Spurs. <laughs> I was speaking of Dallas, but we'll go with their neighbors. Uh, Yeah, Spurs have they're impressed me. Reviving. Three of their last four games, they have won. Is this the beginning of a turnaround? This is a turnaround. You know those, Uh, you ever play Resident Evil? No, I didn't. No, what? No, I never did. Okay. Anyways, in Resident Evil, there's these zombies that always come, like they come back to life after some virus was spread to them. And you shoot them in the head and they still come back up, right? Spurs are like those zombies. You shoot them like five times and they're still coming up. <laughs> and you're like, what What does it take to put them down? Holy, that's a good, that's a good comparison. Big, big victories against the Clippers, Rockets, and Kings. I thought the Clippers victory was a fluke. Then they pulled it out against the Kings and the Rockets. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, even though the Rockets' victory was was a little controversial. They still would have lost if that dunk counted. Yeah. uh, As much as as the Rockets want to complain about it, you guys did have a 22-point lead. Yeah, they had a 22-point lead in the third, and they blew it. They blew it hard. Um, So... As much as you guys want to protest over it and blame the refs, yeah, I would blame yourself. I mean, you guys can't play defense at all. And Popovich, have you seen him the last few games? He's been into it. Oh, yeah. He's been really getting into it. And uh, I mean, if you're showing fight, he's going to show fight for you. That's true. That's true. There's been in this, I mean, this three-game span or this four-game span where they've won three of the last four, there's been three players that have actually impressed me. I know which one. Hold on, hold on. Okay, who? Yaka Portal. <laughs> I, I, I've been talking about this guy too much, haven't I? Yeah. Lo- Lonnie Walker? Oh, yeah. Um, last one, I'm going to have to take a wild guess. Deontay Murray? No. Bryn Forbes. Really? Bryn Forbes. He's, he's had a really decent run. Uh, the smallest guard on that team. You're going to give it to him? Yeah. All right. Oh, hold on. Okay. So you don't believe me. Okay. So here, let me, let me, let me break it down for you. The man shot 55.6 from the field, 45% from three. And the game he stood out the most was against the Rockets. The guy had 25 points and went five for six from three. Okay. I'll give it to you. He, I mean, he, his averages over that four game span is something like, I think, 10 points per game. It's not that much, but he's actually shown up for them, okay. which is the yeah, impressive yeah. part. Uh, I say Jakob Porto because defensively, he's been so damn good. He's that type of player that he hustles for everything. He might not be the best scorer on the team or anything like that. It might be nothing, it might not be pretty or impressive. But damn, does he hustle? I mean, he's he led the team in blocks. I think in that in that game against the Rockets, he had five blocks. Same thing against the Clippers. I mean, he was blocking quite like nothing for some reason. All of a sudden, I didn't take him as a rim, de- oh, sorry, rim defender type of guy. But he's me neither. But he's showing up. He's, he's showing defending up. well. Yeah, and even against Harden, 
Like he had a few clutch blocks, blocks yeah. at the end of the game when the game was on the line. Yeah. So you got to give it to him. He's been playing pretty well. He's shooting at 71.4% for the last four games. But I mean, that's basically because he's basically at the rim. So it should be like easy dunks and shit like that for him to score, right? And then there's also Lonnie Walker. Holy, he 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 balled out too. Uh, he responded to the criticism from Pop. Yes. Uh, even though last game against the Kings, he didn't play that well. But he stood out definitely in the Rockets game. He had 18 points in the fourth quarter, including eight straight to close out the ga- the fourth quarter. And then he finished the game with 28 points and shot four or seven from three. So he's he balled out for that game. Uh, yesterday, he didn't have the greatest of games. But those are the three that I would say have impressed me the most in this little bit of a run they're having right now. Well, let's see, right? Spurs, they're going to creep inch or creep an inch into the top eight. Yeah. And then especially the last the last spot, man, it's up for grabs. That spot is, well, you're going to run into the Lakers, but still it's up for grabs. It's up for grabs. I mean, you got Minnesota and Phoenix with the same record. Then you got Oklahoma, a game back. You got San Antonio, Portland, Portland. Sacramento, two games back. And hell, let's even give it to the Grizzlies. They're four games back of eighth spot. I won't give it to them, but okay. But it's up for grabs, so anything can happen right now. Uh, should we do it out to Milwaukee now? Uh, you can go to Milwaukee then. Or do you want to do your Dallas? Uh, no, we'll go Bucks. Bucks, man, holy. They are leading the league in defensive rating, second best offensive rating in the league. And they have the best net rating in the league. They're just dominating everything. They have the best. They're tied for the best record. Everyone thought they would go down with the loss of Brogdon, but they have not gone down. And if anything, they've actually improved a little. I guess. Uh, you have Giannis. Holy, he is averaging thirty point eight points a game on fifty six point four shooting from the field. But the one thing that really impressed me about this guy is his three-point shooting. Do you know what his three-point percentage was for last year? Was it high 20s or something like that? Mid-20s. It was oh. 25.6 last year. What is it this season? Low low 30s, right? 31.6 from the field. From that's three, from respectable. That's, that's a six-point jump. That's a huge jump, though. Yeah. And he's taking way more of them this year. He's taking five a game. Whereas last year he was only taking two point eight from from three last year, each game. Uh, on top of that, guess who has the best defensive rating with among players that have played at least thirty minutes? Giannis, man, he's just doing it all right now. Hell, he's still twenty five, right? Could you imagine? He could still improve quite a bit. He has five years left. Six, sorry, seven. I don't know. <laughs> you never know. And then on top of that, this Bucks team against teams w- that are above 500, they have a seven and three record. They well, have they, the best record. They in show the up league. to play. So, I mean, you saw it yesterday against the Clippers, and they're 13 and 0 against sub 500 teams. So, you tell me, man, how can people not recognize this team as a favorite to win the finals? That is true. 
Oh, sorry, I got a spam call right now. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, but but yeah, man, this team. I thought, to be honest, I thought they would struggle without Brogdon. I mean, that's a big loss, right? But they're playing better. No, sorry, same or if not better with him, without him. Yeah, I know. It, it's amazing. Uh, it's early in the season, I know, but holy. 20. Out for them. The one-fourth season review. Yeah. you. It's. I mean, we could say they're favorites and everything, but let's not get too ahead of ourselves, right? There's still a lot to play. But so far, they have been super impressive. That is true. I'll give it to them. I think. I think their the Eastern Conference runs through them still. Yeah, it definitely seems like it. We gotta wait for maybe Philadelphia gels. Maybe they wake up. I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they wake up. But uh, you also gotta remember that team is built for playoff ball. Bucks or 76ers? 76ers. Yeah, so, but they can't score. Yeah, but I mean, you get to a point where it's hard to score in the playoffs anyways. So That is true. It's, I'll give you that. Uh, that's going to be a defensive grind if those two teams when if those two teams meet in the playoffs, right? That's true. Who else you want to talk about? You want to talk about the head coaching position or you want to talk about Dallas? Let's go head coaching position because I just find it so funny. So who's up for a potential candidate? Well, it's your favorite person. Who? From the Spurs. <laughs> well, guys, if you checked our Instagram at Waterboys Podcast, Waterboys with a Z, apparently Becky Hammond wants to or is interested in the position of head coach for the New York Knicks. Now, you know what? I'd be all for it. But I just hope she doesn't go to the New York Knicks. Any team but the New York Knicks. That's a poison chalice right there. You, I don't know. What can you do to improve that team? Um, You you fire everybody. (laughs) Including the owner. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But you're going to a place where they've had, where they're going on their sixth head coach now in the, since 2012. So what is that? Seven years? Do you really want to go there if you're if you're a brand new head coach? Not really. I, I mean, it's a great market and everything, but I'm pretty sure there's somewhere else where you could go and make a mark on. But as your first head coaching job, I just hope she she doesn't go there because could you imagine what everyone would say if she ends up just I don't know I I feel like it would just be a circus there, as it uh, it is a circus already as it is. And if she were to go there and things don't work out, uh, I mean, would she get another chance somewhere else? I'm trying to think of teams right now. Hold on. Probably New Orleans. Probably, but they're not going to fire their head coach until they start getting all their players back. Yeah. They see that it's not working out, right? Yeah. But if anything, I would hope that she would go for a young a, a young team that she can develop. Um, probably Atlanta, I would say, would be a good one. Right? There's not much right now. I would say just stick it out with the Spurs right now and then wait in the offseason. I don't think this... Yeah. Yeah. I'll agree with you on that. Right? Yeah. I mean, 
you never know. Pop might be like, okay, this is it. Realistically, why the Knicks though, right? Are you trying to further your career? Are you trying to write a ship? Do you have like personal attachment to them? Knicks don't make sense to me unless they clean house, including the top of the house, right? Yes, exactly. Right, they have good players. Don't get me wrong. They just need to trade like three of those power forwards out. <laughs> three, I don't know. Three, two, I don't know. Uh, I guess it's because she's ambitious, right? There's ambitious and there's foolish. And she sees a big market team, right? A team who's not been relevant for how many years? 20. Now? Right? 20 years. Let me just, oh, sorry. It's going to be 30 soon. <laughs> How many playoffs have they made? In the last what? The last year? bit. It's not, it's not been Three, a lot. Three, four? Right? So I can see why she would think she, she, why she would want that job. But at the same time, you're going to a place where nobody has, nobody is smart. I swear. Like, I don't know what that team is doing. Okay. It's not nobody is smart. It's nobody's equipped to deal with basketball decisions. Okay. And that's like if you ask a the, nurse to do a doctor's job in that freaking place, <laughs> it's not going to work. Okay. The only thing that they did right was not sign anyone this offseason to a contract that's bigger than three years. I think that was the only smart thing. They kept their cap space. But other than that, if you think about it, you know, they could have just been a salary dump place and take on picks, right? For bad contracts. You could have just done that. But they didn't. But they didn't. And you know what they did? They was... spent their cap space on fucking... Oh, It's okay. Don't worry. Go. Four power forwards. I let a cuss word fly. I need the cuss button next time. They spent their money on four power forwards. 90 million on Bobby Portis, Todd Gibson, Julius Randle, and what's his name at the end? Um... See, this is how bad they are. Oh, uh, Marcus Morris. Marcus Morris, yes. There you go. Those those are the moves they made in the offseason. So I don't... I, I hope she she doesn't take, take the job. She deserves way more than the Knicks. And they set you up for failure. You can't say they don't. They do. Which team sets you up for success? It's one of our favorite teams, the most international team. Who? Dallas. You know I love talking about Dallas. Okay, go ahead. I know you're you're having a full Mavericks orgasm. I don't know what to call it, but yeah, you you're just you always talk about the Mavericks. Okay, all go right, ahead. Luca and Christoph Porzingis and that bench. Don't tell me they're not a good team now. They yeah, I, they made me eat my words. Definitely, I take like, it all back. Yeah, you're like they're top heavy. Well, I said it too, but then they showed me what they're made out of. They, that bench, holy. We'll, we'll save it for another segment. I want to get through the five games of the week. Why don't you start with the first five or uh, first one? So my first game of the week, Clippers-Pacers. Uh, it's on Monday. It's going to be on TSN 2, 4 p.m. Pacific. Two of the hottest teams right now, Clippers are have an 8-2 and two record in the last 10. And the Pacers have a 7-3 and three record as of today. <clears throat> as of today's recording. On Saturday, December the 7th, I feel like that's going to be a good battle. What about Minnesota and Phoenix on the same day? Definitely. That was another one I had. Battle of 7th versus 8th. They both have a similar record. And like I said earlier, Oklahoma is a game behind. Spurs, Blazers, Kings behind two games. 
it's going to be a very important battle. Uh, it's, both teams are going to really want this game. What, what about Thursday? That's another good game coming up. Right. Uh, Nuggets Sixers, is that the one you're thinking of? No, I was thinking Celtics and Sixers and Nuggets and Sixers too. Right. Uh, Nuggets Sixers, TSN 1, 1 and 4. It's going to be at 5 p.m. Pacific. Uh, it's going to be interesting. Sixers have a 4-4 four and four record against teams with uh, a record above 500. It's going to be the battle of the two big men, Joel versus Jokic. And also, Philly has an 8-2 and two record in the last 10, and the Nuggets have a 7-3 and three record, so it should be a really good battle. What, another good game coming up is on Friday. Which one is that, Nick? Miami and the Lakers at LA, 7-30. Yeah, yeah. You need, hey, I gotta talk about the Lakers. Man. <laughs> I wanted to really shy away from the Lakers because I feel like we talk too much about them. But go ahead, Nick. Hey, man, is the battle of the premier teams, the number one team in the West versus what's Miami right now? Miami right now is third in the East. Third, yeah, with a sixteen and six record. That's not bad. Speaking of Miami, uh, Jimmy Butler balled out. This past week, he's having really good numbers. He's starting to show up. And I was going to pick the Clippers versus the Raptors. Just That's because it's Kawhi again? Yeah. I went Receiving to, his ring? Well, no, not only that. Uh, if you remember, the Raptors cooled down Kawhi in the first game. I want to see if they can if they're able to do the same with Paul George on the team now. Cool him down again. Yeah, so that'll be an interesting battle. I'm- and that's it for this episode of the Water Boys, guys. If you don't mind, follow us on our Instagram page at Water Boys Podcast. Water Boys with a Z. Until next time, thanks for listening.